heaven. Hi. That's our catchphrase. It is, and it's trademarked, so nobody else ever try to use it. We will vehemently defend it. Exactly. If if I ever heard the Kerr Mode and Mayo podcast say heaven high, they'll get a letter from my lawyer, I can tell you that much. I'd just jolly well take them straight to prison myself. Yes. This Welcome is e- to Rum Doings, e- episode 213. 213, lucky for nobody. It's true. The topic today is... Uh-huh. If- if ghosts don't exist, then how do you explain all the wind? And you can email podcast at rumdoings.com. Um, people you won't. actually. You won't do that. You won't. Uh, well, Stephen Chicken will. Oh, yes, that's true. Stephen Chicken will to correct us and then to correct himself. Yes. Stephen Chicken will. You know, Stephen Chicken reminded you that you were very wrong about Hillsborough, John. He, he didn't, did he? He didn't do anything of the sort. He he did. He reminded you that you're very wrong about Hillsborough. And in fact, what you did in the last podcast about Hillsborough was basically hate speech. Yes, it was. Can you take yourself I, to prison then? I hate Hillsborough. It's funny that some uh, there was somebody on on Twitter who commented uh, who who's very interested in uh, neurology. He says it's fascinating how um, Ken Livingston has created neural pathway for almost every Brit now between Ken Livingston and Hitler, which wasn't there before. <laughs> Similarly, Hillsborough will never be anything other than a tragic sounding name. Like, and I think you can think of others. Dunblane, Little Maddie. Dun- Dunblane Massacre is lovely at this time of year. <laughs> yes. Little Maddie. <laughs> I wonder, yes, Poor drugged Little Maddie. Maddie now? They probably, I know, I do know somebody who called them Madeline. Um, but I think there's a kind of cognitive divorce. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not quite Adolf, is it? Plus, there's an excellent song by mm-hmm. Mike Doherty called Madeline. So there's a good yeah. reason. I hear you almost died. Yes, I was at death's door. Do you want to talk about, firstly, your death? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to talk about Ken Livingston, which was only beginning to crest at that point in time? When we last Let's talk about checked. why we haven't had that topic more, that conversation or, more topically. Is it because Nick didn't show up for recording on Sunday? No, it's because you were at church. Or calm. <laughs> I was home all day waiting for you. In church. Like a why sad you in church? little orphan. Why weren't you in church? the windows. Why weren't you at church? Because Laura and Toby were away that weekend. Oh, right. So you can't go to church on your own. You're too scared of the vicar to go to church on your own, are you? I am. There's no vicar and I don't have the car. And it's a, it would take about three hours to walk there. So the Lord Jesus isn't worth three hours of your no. time. Okay, that's fine. Good. No. Good. Nick, Suffer Jesus the little children is unto in me. my heart. I don't need to walk anywhere. Clearly, he's not in your gallbladder. Or maybe he was. Maybe that was the problem. Yes. <laughs> Transubstantiation should not happen inside a gallbladder. Blooming Jesus be. flipping around in my organs. Yeah. Anyway, go on then. Let's talk about your your death. Uh, it's not that interesting. It's very interesting. It isn't. Go I had. Then. I went to bed with tummy ache. Mm-hmm. And you thought it can't be my appendix again. It can't be my appendix because it didn't hurt where my appendix would have used to have been. Yes. Uh, I just thought I had tummy aches. I went to bed buys because I was it mm. was it was half past nine and I felt rubbish. Mm-hmm. So I went to bed, um, mm. even though Laura and Toby were away for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I was going to have a weekend to myself in luxurious luxury. That sounds wonderful. Oh, I know. And mm. then at half past ten, I was in quite so much pain. I thought I probably should do something, so I phoned the one one one. One one one. Yeah, more well, they like are fundamentally useless. Obviously, yeah. And more like bum bum bum, just in case you were looking for a joke there. I was just no, I was reversing That's... the joke and saying one 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 more like I one 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 is so synonymous with rubbish and crapness that merely saying one 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 itself is the sine qua non of crapness. So actually saying one 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 more like was the joke. More like two two two. <laughs> oh, okay, That's... I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah good anyway yeah. so i phoned them and the man on the phone they, you know they, they say to you we're going to ask you a number of questions and some of them won't seem relevant but we have to ask them anyway um so have you been abroad in the last four weeks no have you been to any african country no funnily enough i haven't managed Con- that without going abroad <laughs> yes have you recently contracted or died of ebola yes <laughs> um 
Are you? Have you vomited or exploded or put uh, sausages in the freezer in the last hour? And this is incessant series of questions, which they then all contradict one another, and clearly they don't record the answers in any meaningful way because they then ask you the same questions again moments later. Yes. Can you describe the pain? Yes, it is a constant stabbing pain to the right of my stomach, just below my ribs. And no, I don't have an appendix. So what kind of pain is it? Well, it's a constant stabbing pain. And is it coming and going? And it just went like this for so long. And I was in quite so much pain. I really didn't know what to do uh, Mm -hmm. with this nonsense. So I just sort of grimaced and made groany noises while answering these ridiculous questions. And then he says, right, well, I'm going to get a nurse to phone you back. (laughs) Just do that in the, just staff it with nurses. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, um, and so a nurse phones me back and she says, asks all the same questions again. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And by this point, it's, it's 20 past 11. She says, I'm going to call you an ambulance. Oh, for goodness sake. And I said, do you not think that's a little bit of overkill? Mm-hmm. Those are my exact words. And she said, no, um, we, I, I think it's a good idea. I'm going to call you an ambulance. Hang on, stay on the line. I can do it while you're there. I just need to press this button pause oh that button doesn't seem to be working um hang on i'm gonna put you on hold i'm on hold for a while okay i've called uh, there's an ambulance coming for you now so uh sit tight mm-hmm. and call us call 999 if things get worse so i hang up and then i phone laura and tell her what's going on because of course laura's away and laura panics and kills herself she did she immediately killed herself and her whole family yeah uh, that was half past 11 and mm. I, I i'm well enough to move around Mm-hmm. while in this much pain so I, I pack a bag for the hospital mm-hmm. uh, just in case i'm there overnight uh-huh. and it gets to quarter to 12 and i'm thinking well, it's hurting a lot i'd rather this were done now and at 12 o'clock i'm thinking right at five past 12 i'm phoning them and back because i don't understand why it's taken 40 minutes mm-hmm. and before i can at five past 12 they call me the ambulance people call me and say well, sorry we haven't been able to send out an ambulance oh that's <laughs> nice, an amazing service isn't it this is just give up not bother really <laughs> it's so odd like maybe after the first half hour of failing then you get in touch you know, with 45 minutes to tell me that you haven't sent an ambulance at all we're now going to try to arrange a taxi for you now that's not so simple it turns out no, no. because they have to phone me back 10 minutes later and say oh which hospital do you want to go to oh because <laughs> i live between two hospitals right and then another person my colleague tells <laughs> me that you need a taxi no, oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> By about 20 past 12, a taxi shows up. Oh, no, sorry, that's not even true. Half past 12, quarter 20 to 1, something like that, a taxi shows up. <laughs> I'm in hospital by 1. I'm seen by the triage nurse at half 1. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she says, OK, I've got after about 20 minutes, she comes back. And I'm in so much pain. And I'm sat in this bucket seat in the reception, in the, in the A&E. Mm-hmm. And she comes back and says, OK, your appointment is at half past six with GP. <laughs> just give up. I just It's so peculiar. It's, I'm, I don't understand how triage works and I don't understand how A&E works. But I oh, think if you work. arrive, I, I technically arrived in an ambulance. Unfortunately, it was a taxi, but I, technically it was an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you arrive by ambulance, they just go, right, OK, go and sit over there. We'll see you at half past six in the morning. And at this point, I confess, I did with with a, the most pathetic voice I've ever mustered in my life. Go, <laughs> I'm in so much pain. Like that? Yeah. So you laughed while you said no, it? No, I didn't. I was, that, was, that, was, that was sadness, you heard. Okay. Uh, and I, I was, she wanted me to wait another five hours to see someone. And then did they say, oh, I'm, oh, white man's tears. Let me bottle them up and pour them all over my sobbing face. Why is my why is the melanin levels in my skin relevant to this? Story? It's what everybody talks about all the time. Is it okay? I don't listen to everybody because they're idiots. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, five hours wait because the GP's off doing rounds now, <laughs> so they don't have any doctor overnight on call available at hospital. You know what? Um, Hunt's quest is undoubtedly mendacious, and we know what it's really there for. But he is right. Um, these doctors are ridiculous and the service I, is ludicrous. I disagree with you because what Hunt, the Hunt is trying to attack the junior doctors, and I will get onto those, uh, this was the GP. 
This is the GP service. They try and fob everyone off to, uh, no matter how severe their symptoms appear to be. You know what I think of GPs. I know what you think of GPs, but I'm saying you don't get to give any Hunt any points for this. I get get to give him points because he's right about them as well. He's right about everybody. It's a ridiculous service. We pretend it's good, but actually it's a pretty damn awful service all in all. It's better than having to pay. I don't know. If I could pay for something competent, I'd pay. can. Do that then. I can't. Boopers know better. It really isn't any good. None of it is any good. Anyway, so... That's the uh, problem. It's not like there's a panacea. There is. If you pay, it's, it's panaceic. Yeah, carry on. So the nurse lady who told me half past six says, uh, um, follow me. She suddenly reappears and says... When was this? This is now about two, half between half one and two in the morning. So how long had you been waiting? I'd only, I'd only been at the hospital about an hour. Okay, so fine. Um, you listen to a podcast... I hadn't. I'd lay there, a meal? Whimpering, actually whimpering in pain. Um, well, you had a bed, did you? That's no, I, I say lay there. I, I, I was sort of at a forty-five degree angle in a straight line, trying to balance on a bucket chair in the only position that hurt the, the position that hurt the least. Yes, that's lovely. Yeah. So uh, then she said, "Follow me." So I followed her, and she went really, really fast, and I <laughs> couldn't move very fast at this point. And she kept turning around and huffing because I was taking so long. Ah, yes, the typical empathetic nurse. Yes. I love them so, sociopaths. <laughs> and I got it, and then she walked me through into the A&E bed, uh, the ward, and told me mm-hmm. to lie on a bed, and then disappeared. Oh, yes, again, without saying later, what happened. I'm, yeah, guessing, yeah. I'm guessing at the times here, but 15, 20 minutes later, two men walk past, I don't know if they were doctors or nurses, and go, who's he? Why is he there? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... Hello? And they said, uh, oh, he, what's going on? Blah, 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 grumble, grumble, grumble. And then eventually a nurse appears, and she's lovely, really lovely. Uh, she very won't be there for long. Very friendly. Uh, no, <laughs> she'll give up soon. Um, yeah. uh, well, she wasn't British, funnily enough. The one, the angry one was British. Yes. Um, and she uh, and she was very kind, very lovely, and took my blood pressure and everything, which was completely fine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, it wasn't just fine. It was... Uh... Lovely lovely it was lovely which it shouldn't have been but it was um and um yes yeah, so she did all that and she said right i've got to go and see another patient uh, but i'll mm. be right back to take your blood um, I, I wonder what the definition of right is there <laughs> i eventually saw her again toward four o'clock in the morning <laughs> i see they were just massively short-staffed um Eventually, a junior doctor comes in, and um, he was absolutely brilliant from start to finish. He was he was immensely good. Um, and we talked about the strikes, and he was uh, very carefully non. Uh, he was trying not to be polit- politic. I don't know. He was being politic and not being political. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I heard nurses and doctors making Jeremy Hunt jokes all around the ward for the rest of the night. Right. So that was oh, good. well. Um, anyway, he, uh, he came in, he did my bloods cause the nurse never showed up and uh-huh. he said, well, yes, it's, it's cause, oh, so I should have said, sorry, right at the beginning of this at half past 10 before I called one, one, one. So you've screwed up the whole anecdote. That's no, it. No, no, no. This is perfect timing. Okay. I uh, looked on my phone and I Googled my symptoms. Of course. Cause it's 2016. Mm-hmm. And my sim- the NHS website said, oh, you have bi- uh, biliary colic. Mm. That's what you've got. It's caused by uh, a gallstone. Um, in the neck of your gallbladder, and it's very, very painful. You have a pain exactly here. It radiates through to your back mm. and shoulder, um, and it lasts this many hours, and then goes away. And then there's a next time mm. it probably won't come back for a few months, right? Yeah. Anyway, so no one, uh, no one at this point has, has diagnosed anything. The doctor um, says, "Okay, well," hmm, and, and and kind of pokes and prods around, does everything, and sends off the bloods. And the blood results come back, and he comes to see me and says, "Absolutely nothing wrong." And oh, sorry, at half past three. This is when he's doing he's com- he's doing his examination when he's taking the mm-hmm. blood, and I said to him, um, "I need to apologise. Uh, I don't hurt anymore." <laughs> right. It had been hurting since half eight. It was now half yes, three in the morning. Passed. Yes. And um, he said, "Oh, don't worry." He was very nice about that. And then mm. when the bloods came back fine, he he sent me off, he sent me <laughs> home. But he booked me an appointment for a scan on Wednesday morning with the uh, a scan of something that isn't there anymore. No, 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 the, to find out whether there's, there were the gallstones. But I thought you passed them. 
You'll wee them out, won't that's you? Not, no, that's kidney no, that's stones. Kidney, no, not wee them out. You'll uh, you'll just digest them or do something with them. So it's it's all more it's all more complicated than that. Anyway, so mm. yeah, so Wednesday morning we drive to my appointment, get rear-ended by a tank of a BMW. Uh, that's what I want to hear about more. What what happened with this BMW and why were you rear-ended? Was it actually your fault? No, Laura's driving uh, ah. the roundabout, ah. um, and we're just pulling away. Um, and there's a car sort of no one's indicates on this particular roundabout so you have to be quite careful i always indicate i i should bloody well hope so mm-hmm. um laura's carefully pulling away and as we're just be- rolling forward suddenly wham mm-hmm. and laura's jolted quite laura somehow gets cuts on her knuckles and is and all sorts <laughs> um toby and i are completely fine because we've made a sturdier mm-hmm. stuff yes of course and we've just this 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 bmw this massive black tank off-road thing bmw what was it doing why was it why did it was it impatient what, what was she, the... her her ex, her explanation was i thought you'd already gone so this this woman has hallucinations so i wasn't i wasn't driving so i didn't have a rear view so i didn't see i don't know whether she was waiting behind us in the queue and just went through a million miles an hour from standing or whether she just came racing up to the roundabout without looking i don't, I, I don't know which it was Um, somehow a combination of both being a BMW (laughs) probably (laughs) so the back of our car I can describe it to you because I can see it right now Uh, uh, the right side of the back bulges out the the, the rear bumper is buckled inwards there's a massive crack running along about half the width of the car it's ripped the wiring in half down there Um, really nasty hole in the back of the car right and uh, the BMW, <laughs> absolutely. No, there was a the only mark on the BMW was a bit of our rear bumper wedged into its its bumper. Not Poor a BMW. Other, not a tiny mark on it. Uh, I hope you got her details appropriately. She tried to. She said, "Oh, can we just being not- a BMW driver? She scum. So she, you would have tried to get out of it. So what yeah. did she say? Can, I don't want her to go through insurance. Can I just give you the cash?" I'm sure she doesn't want to go through her insurance. Once insurance goes, oh, you're a BMW driver who's who's been involved in an impatient back ender. Well, let's guess what's going to happen to your premium. She was a named driver on someone else's insurance as well. So, oh, good, they'll be happy. Car. The person whose car it was, she phoned and was on the phone, just trying to shouting at her, trying asking. She's got, by the way, she's got a kid in the car with her as well. Right. And the person on the phone is, Laura can hear him just shouting, how's my car? What's wrong with my car? And demanding to know what damage has been done to his car. And didn't well, the only thing that matters else. is the BMW, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, she's trying to get out of exchanging insurance details. I said, sorry, no, because what's to stop you set agreeing and then going home and never giving us any money? So obviously we're going to swap insurance details. Yeah. Um, and she didn't like that. And she didn't like the fact that well, I was saying I don't trust her. But you know. well, no, but yeah, I, I would have just said I don't trust you, and if you carry yeah. on like this, I will take your that number plate and call the police. So well, I didn't. I said choice. I can't. I said I can't trust you. I then I didn't say anything else. No, I will say I don't trust you. You're uh, you're somebody who's driving a BMW tank who speak to some to to your fellow sociopath on the other side. You're clearly by definition untrustworthy. So yeah, I took okay. photographs of everything and blah, blah, blah. Because we got hit by someone... A few years ago, we got bumped by someone reversing into us. Mm. No, we were reversing into a parking space and someone drove into the side of our car. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And, uh, and then months later decided to try to sue us, tried to take us to yes, court. Yes, I remember that, yes. <laughs> mm. No. So anyway, because of all that... Um, I was like, no, no, no. Anyway, so we get to, get to hospital, have the scan, which is meet the consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very efficient. I was there for just over an hour from start to finish. I was very impressed. Yes. And she said, well, it doesn't sound like gallstones to me. <laughs> of course, being a GP, she has to be wrong. No, she was I a consultant. Same thing. Not the same thing at all. all she In does my is, mind, they've become the same thing. They're all no she good. does is diagnose and remove gallstones. She said that's her entire job now. <laughs> right. <laughs> good. Um, and I said, really? What, okay, so what symptoms should I have then? And she said, well, the, the pain would be radiating to your back and shoulder. And I said, well, it, it did. You didn't ask that. Right. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. And because Got I had been sweating and being sick, it can't be. So it's like, oh, I don't think it is. Well, well I was good? told that as well with my uh, appendicitis. They said, oh, well, you're, you're still walking about. You're not sweating. You haven't been ill. It's not appendicitis. So I wasn't sick or sweating with appendicitis. Just in cr- colossal amounts of pain. Mm. Anyway, she sends me off, reluctantly sends me for an ultrasound. So I got to be like a pregnant mummy. Oh, how lucky. Have an ultrasound done by a very lovely ultrasound lady. Of course. 
Um, and she said at the end, yes, well, you do have a gallstone. Ha, 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 in your face, consultant idiot. Cons- cons- con- consult. Oh, I see where you're going there. That's a little I- bit rude. Yeah, okay, yeah. I will, yeah. yeah. Crossing a line there, Nick. Mm. Oh, it's very nice birdie noise at your end. That was actually... Oh, yeah, there's a bird, and then Finch is chirping at the bird. <laughs> Appa- appro- yeah. app- appropriately named. Yeah. I was trying to say appositely named, but that's just stupid. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you could have said apposite nomenclature. I could. That would have been that better. Been, that would have been better. Okay. Um, and so the consultant's like, well, you do have a gallstone, I suppose. Gah. And I have to have my gallbladder removed. Really? Yeah. The, are you sure about that? So what happens is, I said to her, do I read Because I said the same thing no. to her. No, no, that's... Uh, uh, get get uh, second opinions from people who aren't rubbish. Because that's such an old-fashioned crappy... It's like in the old days where you... Oh, oh yeah, get your tonsils removed, your tonsillitis. It's that same mindset. It's They don't have any way to zap gallstones like they do kidney stones. There's no way to reduce them down. They don't have any other treatment for them. And I said, well, what is it really necessary? Can't I, can't, I can cope with just being in pain a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. If that's what it is, and she said, "Well, no, the issue is um, she and she reeled them off, so the uh, the gallstone can block the can actually block the entrance to the the uh, gallbladder, and that can get infected, and that has a very fancy name and is very dangerous. Um, it yeah. can travel and block passages to the uh, to the liver." Or is it mm-hmm. kidney? I've forgotten. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. And that's very dangerous. And, she, and it can go into the pancreas. And if that happens, there's a 10% fatality rate. Right. And I thought, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> One in 10 aren't likely odds, but I'm not going to gamble my life on that. Yeah, so. uh, I would still get a substantial number of second opinions about this from people who aren't in the miasma of uh, conventional Nick, e- can e- less own, evidence opinion. Because that I... You can only have yeah. one second opinion. No, you can have a million second opinions. No, they've come third and then fourth and then fourth. No, they're, 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 they're all part of the set of the second opinion. Wrong! So they're right. Actually. It's been decreed as wrong by the shouty voice. No, that's quite, quite, quite right. <laughs> anyway, so you go, that's yeah. the really long, boring story that you made me tell. Uh, and of course, they also, she, she also talked nonsense, which I enjoy. Oh, yes, you need to tell me about that because she said that not to eat fatty foods because it's when fatty foods pass the gallbladder, it tries to squeeze out something and with a stone in the way, that's causes the pain. And because I'd had Chinese takeaway that night, she said it was the Chinese takeaway's fault, even though I told her the pain started before it arrived. Yeah, basically, the um, gallstones are actually formed it's quite interesting people used to think because the gallbladder is used to create bile salts which are used to digest fats um they used to think well obviously it's when you eat fatty stuff that's what causes the problem but it's a gallbladder in other words it's a little sac that's like a reservoir of of bile and your body will produce bile even if you eat fat or you don't eat fat uh, it'll just produce it at a slower or greater rate in other words your so your your gallbladder will just get fuller and fuller and the bile stays there and because there's no movement of bile um, it's much more likely to uh, concentrate the uh, bile at the entrance and cause a gallstone so if what it's actually been found is that those populations that have higher fat diets are much less likely to have a gallstone because, of course, the bile is moving out of the gallbladder very quickly right. and it's being flushed through. Um, now, the problem is if, if you don't have a gallbladder, your ability to eat any fats is massively constrained and you have a big problem at that point. It's a big uh, issue in your life. So you need to actually get those second opinions with well, some some severe seriousness. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some people who might be able to speak to you who are actually experts in this because, you know, you do not just um, cut out an important organ because some lady who doesn't even seem to understand the difference between Chinese restaurant cause and uh, pre-existing condition effect. Well, she said... She's an idiot. ...that it's vestigial. That's utter nonsense. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, it does astound me how I, it, it, sometimes I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if one of these doctors just told you you need to balance your humours. I actually wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it, 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 I, I've kind of, the more I look into this in proper depth, the, the, the less respect I have for, um, for medics. 
They they hold a lot of information in their heads, but so much of it is rubbish. Well, and so much of it turns out into this kind of um, old wives' tales mentality. It's just extraordinary. She told me that um, the only difference people tend to report after it's removed is they have slightly runnier poo. But the NHS website says there can be you can experience bloating after eating carbs or something. I can't remember or fat or something. Fat because yeah. because bile is used to digest and break up the fats. Well, hang on. What, where's the bile duct then? Sorry. Where's the bile duct then? Well, you you because the the, the gallbladder releases its contents into the bile duct. See, so in other know, words, I don't know. The gallbladder is like a, a reservoir. It's like a an, uh, a um, a buffer for the bile duct, and then it's, it it collects the bile and it squeezes it at the rate that your bile duct needs it. If you don't have it, then uh, basically the bile that's secreted by the liver isn't stored, uh, uh, and so on. Because the 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 bile also the bile that's uh, that's secreted by the liver and stored in 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 the gallbladder is not the same as the bile that's secreted by the gallbladder. The gallbladder storage concentrates, removes some of the water and all that kind of thing and uh, and kind of prepares it for proper digestion. So to say it's just vestigial is she's basically either she's really, really unbelievably thick or she's a, or, or, or she's a liar. Right. Ridiculous. Uh, plus 10% of... Um, I think it's 10% of surgeries can lead to a particular chronic condition where you basically have almost constant nausea for the rest of your life. So just be, do be careful. That doesn't sound so good. No. So the let's, other problem she said... It's called... Let me actually look it up. What's that called? It's called post postcholecystectomy syndrome. 10% of people causes constant symptoms of dyspepsia, nausea and vomiting, flatulence, bloating, diarrhea, persistent pain in the upper right abdomen. Symptoms occur in about 5 to 40% of patients who undergo... No, no 5 to 40 is not good enough. <laughs> and can be transient, persistent or lifelong. Uh, the chronic condition is diagnosed in approximately 10%. In other words, uh, it, it can be uh, for, for the, the 5 to 40 is transient. Oh, I only have it once a month or whatever. But 10% of people, that's it. Your rest of your life's in horrible, bilious pain. <laughs> Vestigial. Oh, well, these people. Let's kill all the doctors and replace them with wizards and witches <laughs> and witches and witches. I don't want to be sexist. You can have female wizards. You can. Now, you, I, don't I, know think, I don't think wizards and witches are analogous. I think they're very different. How so? I feel like a witch is, in my head, I'm not saying in reality. <laughs> okay. No, no, you know, so we're not talking about real existing witches that do exist here. And wizards that do exist. I'm talking yeah. about um, a witch is a sort of crone. Yes. Um, who casts magic spells over a cauldron and... And has um, a black cat. And it has a black cat and is inherently evil, uh, apart from... Hold on. Oh, listen, listen. You're going to get all the witch listener complaining listen. to you and saying you're being witch racist. Listen. All the Jews are evil. Apart yeah. from the good witches who stand out from the crowd because they're good. Like like the worst witch from the worst witch books. Right. Um, and wizards. We've been reading that recently to Judy. Have you? Oh, lovely. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think I found one of my copies of it from when I was a kid, which I've grabbed for Toby. Yeah. Um, and the uh, wizards mm-hmm. are wily, wizened, uh, friendly spellcasters. Well, I'm, I don't care if they're a woman or a man. Wizardess. But they do have a beard either way. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you were asking about Sadiq Khan. <laughs> <laughs> was I? <laughs> Were you excited about No, his, I can't. Do you know what? Election? Who the person who decides the tube pricing in London has very little impact on my life. You are a wretched provincial. <laughs> I'm just someone who lives somewhere else, Nick. A wretched provincial. <laughs> the London is the only important part of the United Kingdom without it. It's, it's like it's the mitochondria of the UK bloated UK cell. <laughs> sure. they, oh, I don't care about that. I, 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 
I understand the function London plays, but the who is the mayor of it has very little impact on my daily life. Incorrect. It's not something the news media, which is funnily enough all based in London, understands. I don't know. I don't mind London centric reporting. It makes perfect sense to me. But the who the mayor is really is a little bit much. Now the problem, of course, Zach Goldsmith had a terrible campaign. Well, he's he seems to be. He looks like a lovely chap, doesn't he? Hmm. He's yeah. a, you look at a picture of Zach Goldsmith, you go, oh, he looks nice. But it turns out he's a horrid, he's a horrid hole. No, no, I think he's actually, it was a bit thick from what I could tell. And he allowed Linton Crosby to direct his campaign. Now, right. the issue, the issue here is actually, uh, when you look into Sadiq Khan's background, when it, when it suited him, he sucked up to just as many extremists as Corbyn did. Right. And the uh, so he did. I mean, the, the, the substance of um, Zach Goldsmith's complaints were accurate. It's just that he did it in such a cack-handed way that it came out as bigoted and racist. And there's no way to get out of that. And the the biggest uh, black mark against Sadiq Khan was um, when he 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 was standing to to be uh, MP in Tooting, um, and his his rival was a Liberal Democrat called Nasser Bhatt, who was also a Muslim, but she sorry he was an Ahmadi Muslim, right? And the and uh, the Sunni Muslims absolutely and indeed Shia Muslims absolutely hate Ahmadi Muslims. Um, in Pakistan, they're directly discriminated against. You're not allowed to call yourself Muslim. You're not, you know it's basically genuine apartheid there. It's in the Pakistani constitution and so on. And they are. Uh, repressed and oppressed and if you remember that um the the, the glasgow um uh shop owner who was recently murdered for wishing happy easter yes he was an Ahmadi muslim who was murdered by another muslim who decided he was an apostate and so on so Ahmadis are very very badly treated by the rest of islam and um the and and nasser but was an Ahmadi, and uh sadiq khan was very, very cleverly working very closely with the Tooting Mosque to stir up anti-Ahmadi sectarian hatred. Uh, and that's how he got the Sunni vote for his victory, because actually before that, Nasser Bhatt was the more popular politician. So um, he can and has been a nasty piece of work. What I'm happy about, though, is that because he is a wily politician, right. Khan has seen where where the writing is at the moment so he's pretending to be mr multicultural and sucked up to the jews and so on and what's good about that is in such a high profile position like the london mayoral uh position he knows that he's got that spotlight on him and he can't play those games at the moment and he has to continue playing the i love all people well, could card he, could we take a, a slightly more optimistic perspective and say maybe he's learning um it's possible i hope so i'd like to think that but usually when one says that about politicians one's being silly i mean remember your friend you mean good old don yeah exactly the lesson of don <laughs> suggests that that doesn't really happen does it the book of don the book of don what's he doing these days I don't care. <laughs> the Book of Don has now moved on to the Book of Mog. What, what he so... You know, his uh, legacy... The Pigeons? Is, ...is a monstrous little Tory snot is now running that, that area. Oh, really? Which one? Um, ben something. Let me find out uh, for you. He's a tiny oh, that, child. But better... So surely better than Mog. Oh, yes. Better than Mog. But uh, you heard what happened with uh, with with Barnard Council. Um, where, yes, where I did. I was going to ask you: t- Had you been able to vote, for whom would you have voted? Ben Howlett, by the way, is his name. No, I did. I did vote in the end because oh, what happened managed. was, yeah, because I got back. I got back from work early enough to do it. But basically, yeah, when we we turned up to vote early in the morning, they said, "Oh no, sorry, Barnard Council have sent us the. Uh, they haven't sent us the electoral roll. They've sent us the changes that have happened in the electoral roll." Over the last year, so nobody had wondered why it was only it was only two pages long and not say a hundred pages long. Nobody had thought to check that. Um, uh, so if you'd moved into the area or sold your house, yeah. you'd be on the list. Otherwise, you wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> well, the dude in uh, charge of that's retired, resigned now, hasn't he? There's been a yes. scalp. Yeah, so at least there's been a scalp. Um, and then they tried to say, then somebody said it, it was to do with Capita, and then Barnard tried to say it wasn't to do with Capita, and then we found out it probably was because it's basically the IT system that Capita had done had 
had output this rubbish. Shocking. Of course, and then it was, of course, Barnett's fault for trusting the IT system that Capita had done and not actually bothered looking at what they were sending to all the polling stations think, and stuff. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying Capita are terrible. Oh, no, they are. They just, they, they've never done anything right. Surely at a certain point people never. go, okay, let's double check on. on or maybe let's not give the, con- even no matter how much they bribe them, bribe us, let's not give them the contract. Ben Howlett, hmm. MP of Bath. Yes. Was born. Mm-hmm. In 1986, nobody was an MP was born in 1986. That's after the that that's uh, that's AA after the Amiga. He's nobody t- was born <laughs> after the Amiga. He's 29 years old. He's an MP. Yeah, a little snot bag. Kill him. Uh, that's ridiculous. I know it's gross, isn't it? It's not vile. as not, not as snotty as a little wretched green candidate who just won in Scotland. Oh, he's a nasty piece of work. How old is he? He's 21, I think. I've I've not even heard of him. Tell me. Let's look him up. I can't remember his name. Green MSP um, uh, winner. Let's try that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's not coming out. It's not. his, uh, His social media presence isn't too strong. Oh, dear. Let's see. Current no. current MSPs. Current bun MSPs. I see what you did there. It was very funny. It was. Come it? on, you're Ross wasting airtime. What a, Ross Grean. Greer. And Ross Greer was born in, Oh, it doesn't have his date of birth here, so I'm gonna have to do some maths for you. Mm-hmm. Uh to, to minus carry the seven and then that the nineteen nineteen Oh, for goodness sake. Nobody was born when Windows 95 was launched. 1995, Ross Greer was born. And he, well, if you want to learn about him, just have a look on Wings for some, Wings Over Scotland for some lovely stories about what a treat he is to be around. Uh, You know that Wings Over Scotland has become more popular. I know that because we're involved in the technical side of things. And you'd have mm. thought after the election. Remember, you were worried for, for your friend, <laughs> Not the Reverend. Not as that is a, that's a, a flat lie on your part. You were. You, you were worried. You thought, what's going to happen? I after... said the opposite. My argument was he was, Stu was worrying what would happen after the vote. And I was thinking, this is perfect for you. This is just going to drive traffic toward you. So that's complete rubbish. No, because no. What you thought was, if there's a vote, yes then there'll be a decade of complications. No, that was Stu's theory. I thought the opposite. Did you? Why did you think the opposite? Because I'm clever. Hmm. Here's an email that was sent to Stu from someone in the Green Party. Mm Mm-hmm. It's going to have a swear you'll have to cope. Well, you can can just use a melon farmer. I can't because it's too too beautiful. Hello, Stuart. No, use a melon farmer. I can't allow this. Children are listening. I was involved with the Scottish Greens for about two years. I have to say that right from the get-go, apart from a few people like, and then it's been uh, redacted, Mm -hmm. I was viewed with a lot of suspicion and not made to feel particularly welcome. I have my own small business and drive a modest car, so the word capitalist was bandied around. (laughs) However, what really took my breath away was the fact that when we were looking at getting t-shirts for the going campaign, Ross Greer had the audacity to say that if I needed a t-shirt that big, I'm a curvy size 18 lady, so I need a large t-shirt, that I shouldn't be in the Green Party. I asked him what he meant by that, and he just put his head down and looked away. Oh, sorry, it's it's a a before that bit where they... um, use a swear so never mind you didn't get to hear a swear oh my goodness yes oh my goodness he sounds perfectly delightful and utterly suited to the green party Stu describes him as obnoxious pious intolerant and divisive perfect sounds like he's found his party oh yes although to be fair um, to be fair that also describes Stu even his best friends would say so no, Stu's not pious, definitely. He's obnoxious and intolerant. Of course he's pious. He, he's pious. Well, you're saying that Stu doesn't have his uh, credos of faith. Come on now. Uh, to an extent, I don't know. He, he, is, he is one of the most faith-based people I know. I wouldn't know. I, just, I wouldn't say pious. Obnoxious, intolerant and divisive, certainly. I think he'd take... I think he'd probably sue you for slander if you... If I said anything else. Of those. That's true. <laughs> yes. Oh, dearie me. 
But yeah, so this little Ross Greer chap is 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 bad news. And of course, the Greens cost um, the SNP their majority. Oh, well, that's at least good. Well, the SNP kind of didn't want a majority. The whole government's designed to prevent them. It was 2011 was a bizarre anomaly. Mm. Yes. Um, but Why yes. did the SNP? No, no, no party doesn't want a majority. Okay, Don't well, nonsense. You know, no, yeah, of course, they, they, they had it much easier for the last five years because they had that majority. But the whole system exactly. was built to prevent them. And so they're, you know, they play within the system. Hmm. Um, but yes, the Greens putting up vanity candidates just took votes away from on the left and, and, and allowed the Tories to get second place and so forth. It's interesting. Um, you protested vehemently how uh, the London mayoral election makes uh, no sense or interest to you because you're not there, but you've been talking with perfect alacrity about what happens in North oh, UK. No, you misunderstand. I'm very interested in the London mayoral election. I just don't think it's the lead story uh, on the day of the election results for a whole country. It probably is. Tell me a more interesting election in the UK on that day. Well, I, th- I think the results in Scotland were more interesting on that day, but I think the most interesting result was that the guy I voted for didn't become the chief policeman officer individual uh, civilian in my area, in my oh region. Oh, yeah, you, you must be... It's your region, it's your region, it's your region. You must be terribly upset about that. I know, I was devastated. He looked like Wilson Fisk off of Daredevil. <laughs> Uh, I, I voted for the mis- for, for uh, Mr. Cannabis. <laughs> he did. He didn't vote for Khan in the end. No, sir. Khan was second preference. Right. And then for the London, for <laughs> how the London votes Asset- did he get? Well, you get two preferences. No, no. How many you- votes did the Mr. Cannabis get? Um, he got something like forty thousand really? or something. <laughs> Fairly respectable, <laughs> considering. Considering that he was basically asking stoners for vote for him, who were never going to get up and go and vote, unless it happens to be around Munchies time. Uh, <laughs> and then I also voted for London Assembly. I voted firstly for um, Andrew Dismore, who's a Labour, who was a good uh, local MP who was kicked out. And then, uh, and then my other choice was be be nice to the animals party or something, <laughs> which is probably going to end up being a pet affront. But you know, it felt good at the time. Yeah. So here are the uh, the full. Let's cover the London mayor election since they're of such interest to the un- yes. not just the not just the country. I've been informed, but the world. My they favorite, are my favorite bit. Uh, was Barack Hussein Obama sent a congratulations note to him. So yes, obviously it is typical it, Muslims. Yes, ah. M- literal Muslim Brotherhood. <laughs> anyway, so I can't. There's one BBC headline which was how did the how did the world react to the election of Sadiq Khan? To which for some reason the article wasn't, huh? <laughs> um, uh, Ankit Love of the One Love Party. He only oh, got yeah. four thousand nine hundred forty-one. Oh, poor him. Prince Zelensky. Uh-huh. The Independent got 13,000. Uh-huh. David Furness, good old David Furness of the British National Party, your favourite, uh-huh. got 13,000. Uh-huh. Cannabis is safer than alcohol. Lee Harris only got 20,500. But I thought there was second pre. I don't know if that includes second prefs, you see. These are first prefs. He doesn't... Yeah. They haven't recorded second prefs. No, I think with second prefs, it was almost double that. That's what I meant, yes. But right. look, I did a good deed, John. I made sure that we pushed BMP down a... A, a, a this is true. However, you didn't do a great job because Britain first, Paul Golding, who is also the PMP, got thirty-one thousand, and George Galloway got thirty-seven thousand. <laughs> There's thirty-seven thousand people who need to be gassed to death as Zyklon B. <laughs> it's so really, it's really simple, isn't it? You just have to um, commit terrible election fraud or something and find out who they all were. And yes, just kill them, and then, then yes, London will be a, up to four hundred and seventeen percent better place to live. Yes, and then who who was next? Uh, next was Sophie Walker of the Women's Equality Party for fifty three thousand. Oh, you know who was in charge of that, or who was standing for that, or was well, just Sophie promoting Walker that? was standing. But... No, Sa- Sandy Toxvig. Oh, that's right. That's why she quit uh, the news quiz was for the Women's Equality Party, wasn't it? Well, I hope it was worth quitting the news quiz to get uh, to get about double what the cannabis people got. Two percent of the vote. Yes. Peter Whittle of the UK Independence Party got 94,000. That's really good. Considering, yeah, considering he only got basically four and a half times as much as Mr. Cannabis got in the whole of London. That's really good. Bad, I'm very glad to hear that. UKIP really have... Come on. 
<laughs> they, they, it's amazing to see how they re- reverted to their mean, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. happy, happy uh, news. And then there's some party called the Liberal Democrats. I think they were an, an 80s tribute or something. Oh, I see. Caroline Pigeon. She was trying to get the the uh, the London Pigeon vote with her classy yes. name. 120,000, 4.6%. Greens beat the Lib Dems. Sean Berry with 150,000. And then Yazak Goldsmith got 909,000. And Sadiq uh-huh. Khan got 1.148716 million. Very good. So there you go. I mean, that's an interesting set of results. And it does show that um, race baiting doesn't work in London at well, all. Well, what it shows is race baiting will get you 35%. Over a third of London will vote for the race baiter. That does. No, no, no. That's not true. Come on. Come now. What do you mean, come now? 35% of people voted for the Conservative candidate. No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm talking about the proper ones. BNP and the UKIP. Oh, see. And Britain first. Well, Zach Goldsmith, did you see the stuff that Private Eye was reporting where he was he was sending out, um, I love the Sikhs me uh, letters to people who had the right surnames that sounded Sikh? Yeah, but this, yeah, but this, <laughs> the, every MP does that. We've had that from the Labour and the Tory MPs as well, where um, my, my grandmother, because her name actually sounds a bit Greek, gets I love the Greeks, even though she's not Greek at all, it's actually a Lithuanian name, but she gets um, I love the Greeks letters, and we've, uh, from, from Labour, and then, you know, we, we, there have been the I love the Jews letters as well that have come through, oh, that's, that's, if, if Private Eye are saying that that's unique well, on no, you, no, no, then the they're very... the reason picking on them is because they're not just I love the, the Sikhs, it's also, but I hate the people you hate, sort of, they're really trying to stir, it was Zach Goldsmith's campaign was trying to stir up racial hatred there as well. Yeah, well... I'm sure it worked well. I know we lost. Yeah, uh, for some reason, um, the uh, Labour Jewish vote did collapse somewhat uh, this time. Why was that? Um, No idea. It's just obviously they, obviously they, they were upset that they were that Labour were going to oppose Christian blood drinking or something. I guess. (laughs) Do we have to rename him Red Ken to a Brown Shirt Ken? (laughs) Yes. I, I I guess I'm somebody did a co- a comic where it had a book called My Kent, <laughs> um, and yeah, I think, and I said this before, but now I really think so. I think he's suffering from um, senile dementia. In that he's always had these attitudes, but he's kind of been able to moderate them slightly before, whereas he just can't now. He actually can't. He was on TV again the other day. Yes, he can't stop himself, can he? No, it's just extraordinary. But then again, your, um, your, your Corbyn said the same thing a few years ago. There was a, some, a couple of years ago, there was somebody who had a report who he'd noted down, take, taken notes at a meeting he'd been in, and somebody asked Corbyn, why do the Zionists have such a, a stranglehold on the media uh, and the Labour Party? And Corbyn said, I wish I knew it's probably because they have lots of money. Mm, I saw that. So, you know, uh, it's not just Ken. Corbyn believes everything Ken said and more, and he always has. Corbyn is... I gave him the benefit of the doubt uh, uh, about a year ago and thought he was just a useful idiot. He was a bit thick and he just didn't think hard about these things. Now I actually think he is a nasty, nasty piece of work inherently. Well, it does seem that way. And his vehement... He jumped, suddenly jumping in to defend Stephen Sizer out of nowhere. Oh, really? That Did kind he do that? I didn't know that. He's, he sent a letter, yes. He sent a letter to the bishop saying, we've all made, mis- we've all made mistakes with complicated technology. <laughs> well, the I, fact that Stephen- I accidentally posted how much I hate the Jews on Facebook. Yeah, the fact that Stephen Sizer... F- the fact that Stephen Sizer on four separate occasions forwarded on uh, Holocaust deniers' posts was uh-huh. just a, a whoops. Oh, my finger slipped again. It's oh, not, and it's te- not, you can't just technology it's attended anti-Semitic me- meetings and organisations, and and then and then flew to Iran for the um, for the Holocaust deniers. Deniers gathering, annual gathering. Yeah, remember? Yeah, and the cartoons. And he said, "Whoops, I just seem to have flown to Iran <laughs> it's a by mistake." Twitch. It's a technical glitch. Uh, something happened with Expedia. <laughs> and of course, um, yes, of course, uh, the most ve- his most vehement defender was, yes, uh, Jeremy Corbyn. So, and then if you speak here, yeah, Jeremy Corbyn's brother, who keeps posting and tweeting as well, hmm. is also... Um, well, let's not, uh, hold, he, let's not hold people responsible for the words of their siblings. I'm very reluctant to do that. Imagine I if do. I held you responsible for the... No, I do. Your do brothers you know, speak. N- 
No, do you know why I hold him responsible? Why is that? The last output of spewing of his brother, Corbyn's only response was, we are in broad agreement. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I received but, although it's funny, this morning. There is one thing he isn't. His brother is also, as well as being a Jew hater and a Holocaust denier, he's also a climate change denier, which is a bit weird. Well, once you've been, we've discussed this before. Once you've embraced one conspiracy, apparently you signed up for the lot. Hmm. I got an email this morning. The sum total of the content Welcome. of the email read, sent from my iPad. Mm-hmm. However, the subject line reads, Get a life, mm-hmm. man. You have just said the stupidest thing I've ever read. You can't compare fantasy with realism. Fist person shooter is a different from a RPG. So get a life and delete what you have wrote. Can you delete what you have wrote now, I don't please? don't really want to. Well, you have to. I You've suppose I do. Told. Uh, uh, Elijah has told me to. <laughs> the prophet Elijah. <laughs> the prophet yes. Elijah has got in touch. <laughs> He's come down uh, and cries, uh, delete what you have wrote or allow the Lord's wrath to fall upon thee. Upon me, thee indeed. Yes, it's uh, furious, furious people. Some people on Twitter as well saying... That gentleman sounds like he's possibly 12. Well, it's hard. You, you, we always wish this and they always turn out to be 27, don't they? So... Can you engage with this person? No, gosh, no. <laughs> I'd like you to engage. No, no engage rationally as if he's, as if he's actually having a... Um, as if you're having a discourse, say, thank you for sending me this email. That's an interesting point you have. Could you tell me more? <laughs> to do an Elijah type thing. Do do that. Uh, not Elijah, Eliza. Do an Eliza on Elijah. Okay. But please use that. But, you know, that, no that's an interesting ever point. comes of it. Yeah. So that's an interesting point there. Could Thanks for getting in touch. That's an interesting point there. Could you tell me more? So I saw yesterday I wrote a, 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 a silly, it was a, it was a dare. I made a joke subject title um in the chat room and alice dared me to write it so i did um and it's just a thing taking the piss out of how lazy lazy games journalism basically uh-huh. um, so you know who hates lazy games journalism uh-huh uh so guess who's angry <laughs> about my having written this this article <laughs> furious tweets from gamergate loonies <laughs> oh yes why are they angry with you because they don't get jokes I don't know because it's clickbait. I wrote a piece spoofing clickbait, and so they've just angrily pointing out how I've written some clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of going. It's obviously he thought it was funny. It's not funny, but it's clickbait. Clickbait either way. Oh I yeah. Came, I was going to put clickbait in the title, but it made it carry on over a second line, so I didn't do that. Oh my goodness! You should. What do you say? You'll never. You'll never believe the what? It's just but five reasons. Battlefield One will be better than Dark Souls Three, which doesn't make any sense on any level. Battlefield One was announced at the weekend with no details and and is a, a multiplayer online shooter. Uh, Dark Souls th- set in the First World War. Dark Souls Three is a single player um, uh, role playing game set in a fantasy world of killing giant demons and so on. Set in the First World War, does that mean there'll be trench action? Well, we don't know yet, but that's that's potentially possible. So the, the art, this is have there been such distasteful games before? Uh, well, the Second World War has been. As, as, I, I, I'm sorry to laugh at my own joke, but people have assured me over and over again that this article isn't funny. So um, I, I, to balance that out a bit, I'm very proud when I said when I wrote that uh, World War One is a surprisingly underexplored topic for video games, with a much more arcade-friendly World War Two colon Axis versus Allies proving the most fertile ground for gaming experiences mm-hmm. arcade has... friendly is, is a line i'm very proud of okay i have a i have a question though has the holocaust or particularly the death camps and all the liberation or exploring them ever been a part of a mainstream aaa game i'm trying to remember i yeah, can't I mean, there's lots of think wolf... of an example the uh, exactly the there's a lot of hammy wolfenstein stuff yeah but... yeah absolutely the original call of duty did a really good job of portraying the horror of of what beach landings were like there's a scene in which you play a russian soldier who lands and, and you're shoved through the line and you don't get a rifle and you're just this desperate misery of watching people die around you while you can't fight back and they, they portrayed some of that but i don't think anyone's ever I, don't, I may be wrong but i can't think of anything that came close to telling the truth about that well, you see, what's real that proves again how there is something still trapped in triviality with with gaming as a medium compared with movies. Think about how many Holocaust movies there've been. Well, don't forget that popular ones even. I I I agree. 
And I think if it, but those movies aren't about the Second World War and then happen to include it. They're about the Holocaust. And I think if there could easily be a game made about the Holocaust. Yeah, but there isn't. But for though, a is there? first per, for a first person entertainment shooter to just touch on it would be well, it, it would be very well, precisely. You make my you make distasteful. But you make my point. Go on. In that the the the. the the reward fixe mechanism of gaming mm-hmm. makes it very difficult. It is an obstacle to engaging in that same no, sort of way. I agree with you t- when you're when you're talking about specific genres. But if someone made a game about the Holocaust, then that would be normal and fine. But you, it, to, yeah, to throw but they haven't, have they? No, certainly nothing in a different type but, of game would be. Yeah, but they haven't, have they? They haven't. I don't know. There because, very well could be games about the Holocaust. No, I'm sure that no, I'm sure there are indie games. Blah blah. Yeah, I'm talking about why isn't there being the equivalent. Why hasn't there been the equivalent of the Schindler's List as a computer game? Even saying Schindler's List, the computer game, sounds ridiculous. Well, it's often it's often done as a joke, in fact. Exactly. Um, oh, no, so it's like, but, can it not be done as a joke? I think so. I think it could be done. But we've discussed over and over and over and over again on this podcast that video gaming is still in an inexcusable infancy. No, but that's the point. What would need to happen for it not to be a joke and not to be considered, oh, my God, what's actually happened here? Oh, it's just another, like, oh, that's another film about the Holocaust. When will it be, oh, that's another game about the Holocaust? And that doesn't sound horrific. I don't know. I think it's... Even saying a game about the Holocaust. Sounds, well, I don't you know. think you're going to get AAA publishers investing hundreds of millions of dollars into making one because the sales would be very limited. I think when you've got Steven Spielberg able to make a Holocaust movie as a vanity project... That's a very different circumstance. He can afford to make a movie on a much reduced budget and and and. But you mean and you mean you, you, and... you hold on. You mean the Zio Nazis aren't in control of games making? Oh, well, I just forget about that. <laughs> the Jews, yeah, that's where it's probably the only pie you Jews haven't got your finger in. Why not? We should, no, we you need to. Need to you need to when you have your next uh, bloodletting meeting. You need to have a word about that. Yes. Yeah. I'll have a word with 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 the team. I'll let you know. I'll be in charge of all games soon. I noticed your your interview with me on the um, supporters thing no, it got didn't. It didn't quite get a, a few complaints. Complaint. No, it didn't. It did get a complaint. <laughs> what complaint it did, did it get? Didn't you see? It's uh, something said. Oh, another article saying where people's uh, preferences oh, yeah, are morally wrong the or something. Left a stupid comment. There's no doubt about that. Yes, what was also amusing about the comment is the comment was exactly the opposite of everything I said. Where I said, this isn't a moral issue, this is an aesthetic issue. Oh, you're making it a moral issue. No, that's why I said the exact opposite, but never mind. My article is the second most popular article on the site yesterday. I should be. Are you proud? You're not proud of your country, but you're proud of some writing about a battlefield game. My opening paragraph, this is mm. important, says, With this weekend's announcement of Battlefield 1 dominating the newsosphere, it put us to considering whether this could be the game to finally topple Dark Souls 3 from the top of things... <sighs> you said to finally, that's it. It's true, you, you, you split Listen the infinitive in a line, very unpleasant the joke, way. for goodness so, sake. I, I said, also said, it put us to considering... We've screwed it. Goodness me. Whether this could be the game <laughs> to finally topple Dark Souls 3 from the top of things people will click on if we write a headline like that. Right. You see, if you let me get to the end oh, of the joke... Dear. I don't I added, it's it's tough. okay, people don't it's read tough. it. And they didn't! Hooray! <laughs> they left their furious <laughs> comments. First comment, the hell is this clickbait article? Uh, the game isn't out yet. How can you make such a ridiculous statement? It is absolutely ridiculous make such when a ridiculous I argue statement. that most historians now consider the First World War is likely to have happened. And that, yeah, you can see how they were struggling to work out whether it was a joke or not. Oh, yes. It, like, How's married uh, life treating like you? Like a murderer treats a burger. Well, <laughs> a murderer. No. Wait, is this a vegan murderer or a? There are no vegan murderers. Okay. Is no, Toby loads, doing any loads, new tricks? Loads and loads. We're getting close to some sort of vocabulary happening. We're getting gibberish sentences, but you can kind of work out what he's trying to say. Very exciting. Boys are really, boys are really <laughs> rubbish. Master Wayne also is not really speaking properly yet uh, over the age of one. What? I just, boys are really rubbish. Whereas uh, Jessica and Judith were, were, were basically having f- um, uh, full, f- full dialectic by that age. Ridiculous. Get, why did you have a boy? I thought that you 
we're, we're, we're in charge of getting rid of this, uh, the patriarchy, and yet you, you add another member to it. You can't speak. It's just so sickening that you had a boy. You know what he's going to do. He's going to grow up and join Gamergate. <laughs> I just noticed some new comments have just arrived. Uh, Zombie FX says, comparing Good. those two, number two, I should insult your intelligence as well as question your profession. Comparing those comparing two games. Comparing those two what? I should, in, I should oh, insult the, the, your intelligence yeah. as well as question your profession. He won't, though. He should. And then he replies to himself saying, P.S. Clickbait much? I'm fed up with this behaviour and will search for another hyphen space professional news site. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, much? we've lost him as a reader. Ah! <laughs> Clickbait much? <laughs> you should have another article saying... You won't believe how some readers reacted to Absolutely. this article. Read someone else says, Yak Menev says, these, these comments haven't been cleared yet because they, they've used the word clickbait, which we auto put, uh, auto gets moderated. Um, mm-hmm. I just cleared them. Uh, Yak Menev says, uh, pretty funny satire. Doesn't feel like clickbait, but to some part as a tool for John to say that he doesn't like Dark Souls. I've, I've never played Dark Souls. I don't have an opinion on it either way. Mr. Walker do spend a lot of time in text on talking about things he doesn't like, smiley face. Is anybody Oh yeah, there's, lots of, there's some really funny replies from, from people. Um, like one of the points, right. one of the things that got some good replies is uh, point three I made says, uh, let me scroll up, says um, Dark Souls 3 isn't third person is point three. Uh, Battlefield 1 will very probably have first person combat while the Dark Souls 3 developers are only able to get as far as third. And people, you couldn't, people have been very accurate about <laughs> But this person says, whilst I agree with most of the above, I'd like to take issue with point number three regarding first and third persons. I would contend that the third person is more difficult to pull off as it requires the developers to complete the first and second persons on the way to the third. First person requires only making one person, and so it is easier. To which I replied, oh dear, yet another person has fallen for the straw man argument that perspectives go up instead of down. Typical ad hominem. To which he replies, is this the point where I'm supposed to bring up the Nazis, or do I need to accuse you of being in the pocket of developers first? So yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, some yes. funny literate humans. Good. Yeah, we probably should. Shall we end on that note? I love you. Have fun, Not you Nick. I don't love you. I love the listeners. Drive safely. Bye. I know. So do I. Bye. <laughs>